Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. So glad you are here today. I've got some great wisdom to share with you today. Now y'all know that I am like obsessed with in-person conferences, retreats, workshops, all things in person. There is absolutely nothing like being in a space and place where your mind, your heart, everything is just really in a posture to receive from the Lord. And then when you are with fellow believers, you are just that much more energized. And so I am in love with attending those retreats. There are no distractions from doing laundry, walking the dog, you know, your regular gym routine, all the things you are literally devoting time and energy to going and spending time with the Lord. So This past weekend, I traveled to St. Louis for a girls' getaway, and I absolutely love Joyce Meyer. You've heard me talk about Mama Joyce many times before. It was her 40th women's conference. Now, she does many different conferences around, you know, different cities, but she typically hosts these in St. Louis. So this was my fourth time attending her women's conference, um, and it was just so profound. She had several guest speakers, including Lisa Harper, Joel Osteen, and Christine Kane, And then she had really great musicians. Brandon Lake was there, Phil Wickham, Taryn Wells. And there was a cameo appearance by Riley Clemens. And there was a Friday night concert with Chris Tomlin. He brought down the house. Although, let's just be real, I was in bed by like 11, okay? (laughs) I wasn't able to stay up with the time zone change in all things. All right, so I thought I'd share a few key takeaways with you that might inspire you in your journey and on your journey. Because I know for me, I may have heard some of these speakers I may have heard some of these passages or messages, but there is nothing like getting reminded. And for whatever season of life you're in, sometimes we need multiple reminders. All right, so I have 10 things here today. So go ahead and grab a pencil because some of these things are going to be tweet worthy and you're going to want to come back and more importantly than a tweet, you're going to want to come back and reflect and journal them. All right, so the first thing, you are never too old to try something new. All right, Mama Joyce was 40 when she started her ministry. Literally, she had, you know, 25 people in her living room for five years. And then she shared that she did not go on television until she was 52 years old. And I've heard her share the story before about how she literally had a shower curtain as her backdrop and it fell during the middle of the set. (laughs) So there's that. So just never despise small beginnings. Now, here's the other fascinating thing is she is still going strong, y'all, at 79 years old. She did not sit down once during any of the four times that she spoke. So I was totally inspired by that. She is a whippersnapper in so many ways. So whether you, sister, are dreaming of a career change, starting on your health journey, or maybe even saving for retirement, now's the time to start. You are never too old. All right, number two, when fear knocks at your door, you let faith answer it. Okay, I'm going to say that again because I want you to write that down. When fear knocks at your door, you let faith answer it. We know that the Bible tells us 365 times, do not fear. Right now we have fear. God has inspired fear, you know, and kind of wired us that way on purpose. You know, fear can help us. It can drive us. It can be a motivating factor, but we don't follow it. We let faith rise up and be bigger than any of our fears. So you are going to be afraid, but you mustn't let fear dictate your life. All right. So let your faith be bigger. Number three. In a, um, and there was like a little session where Christine Kane was speaking with the other ladies. They had like a little kind of coffee talk, if you will, a little fireside chat. And she made a very powerful statement kind of relating to parenting, but I believe this is relative to all areas of life. And that is don't major in the minors. Now I had never heard that before, 
but being a lover of learning, that was really powerful to me. Don't major in the minors. And so in essence, what she was really saying was don't sweat, this, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Focus on the bigger picture. Think of eternity in mind, you know, not just the here and now. Think about like, is this really going to matter? You know, you hear that expression. Will this matter in five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months? No, right? If it matters in five years, you might want to consider it. But the five days, mm-mm. five weeks, mm-mm. no way, Jose. We're not going to spend our time and energy focusing on that. All right. So Mama Joyce used to be a chain, this is number four, pardon me. Mama Joyce used to be a chain smoker. And y'all, she did not start working out until she was 62, which I find fascinating. And that kind of circles back and piggybacks on my number one, which is you are never too late. But she advised every one of us, invest in yourself now. Don't wait until one day when, right? I know that she struggled with smoking. She was laughing, saying that, you know, her husband Dave just quit, you know, cold turkey and was done. And hers, it lingered and lingered and lingered. And if you've ever heard her speak, you know that there are definitely some remnants of her smoking in her voice, right? So whether you're learning a new skill or you're committing to getting healthier, girl, start now. Invest in yourself. Say, I am worthy and I am worth it, all right? So sister, I would encourage you. There is still space for you and there is still time for you to come and join us at the Equip Retreat in Florida. Just saying. That's happening next month. So girl, you are worth it. Come and join us. All right, number five. As only Lisa Harper can do, she had us laughing so hard that we were literally almost peeing our pants. Like I really needed some of those Nick's underwear during her session. That is for sure. She kept us um, from going into a food coma on Friday after lunch. And she suggested, you're going to want to write this down, buy the leather pants. I love it. Buy the leather pants. And it kind of relates to some of the other things we've been talking about here today. But she shared the story, you know, of course, that she is a single mama to a precious girl that she adopted from Haiti who is HIV positive. And she adopted her in her mid-40s. And, you know, she shared that, you know what, at 50, I decided I'm going to go ahead and buy her a motorcycle. And then she, of course, had to get, had to get the leather pants to complete the look, right? So here's what she's saying, y'all, in short, right? Don't wait for the one day when. Do it now. Have fun. Enjoy life. Live a little. Go ahead and walk on the wild side. Buy the leather pants. All that I could envision was Ross on the Friends episode. If you guys have ever seen that, just Google Ross and leather pants. It is hysterical. Like, I I just envisioned that and it made me laugh. All right, number six. Joel Osteen has some really timely information for the current season of life that I'm in. And I think this is going to help you too. I feel like this is timely and classic information. So every wrong is not from the enemy. So every wrong in our lives, mm, often we give the enemy way too much power and God is trying to hone us. He's trying to care, you know, build our character and really develop our character in us. And we're just like, oh, the enemy led me down this dark path. Oh, the enemy you know, made a wrong turn. No, 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 girl. Like we have given way too much power to that darn old enemy. And we need to go ahead and say, you know what, Lord, I trust you. You know what, Lord? I believe what Romans 8.28 says and that you will use all things for my good because I love Jesus. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, all things will be used. And he kind of closed with this and he said, God wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't part of your story. And of course, we've all, you know, envisioned the mosaic tiles or the stained glass windows or, you know, the quilted fabrics where it's all put together and we see the beautiful design that it makes 
even though they're perhaps just like a mosaic, it might be shattered in shards. All right. All right. Number seven, Joel Osteen also echoed to put your sword away. Now he was sharing the story of Peter and when they, uh, his quick draw of the sword when they were in the garden of Gethsemane and when the soldiers were coming for Jesus the night before he was crucified. And he then went on to say like all too often, like Peter, we are very reactionary. And y'all, let me just tell you, I have seen some of my friends who are mamas, they go off. And believe me, I'm sure I'd be that person too. Believe me, I've got a little fuse in me when it comes to that stuff, when I see an injustice or something. But what did Jesus tell Peter? He said, put your sword away. You know, sometimes Jesus wants us, even when we're offended, he wants us to just go ahead and remain still. Let him be, you know, our sword, our shield. Let him be the one who will fight for our injustice. Let him be the one who's going to redeem and restore the situation. So we have to stop fighting in our own will, in our own way, right? We want to do it in our flesh. We want to go ahead and react. And God is in essence saying, stop fighting, right? Stop living from a place of reaction and instead push yourself into a higher place of living. See your circumstances from my view, Right? Again, going back to looking at the light of eternity, bigger picture, don't major in the minors, put away your sword. All right, number eight. As I mentioned, Chris Tomlin gave a pretty fun performance, pretty energetic, and um, he is just you know a live wire. And he was one of the first people I listened to when I first became a Christian, actually back in my high school youth days, I'll be honest, youth group days. Um, but he had a concert and on Friday night, and he prayed over the audience. And this is something that, was really powerful because as a worship leader, I can only imagine what it's like to stand there on stage and literally give your gifts in the form of singing, playing, you know, a musical instrument and things like that. Like, wow, I I can't even imagine what that feels like to be so gifted and talented. And he said, there is nothing like the people of God singing the promises of God in the presence of God. There's nothing like the people of God singing the promises of God in the presence of God. As I mentioned, I am a junkie for all things in-person events. Like I, there is just nothing that you can describe to someone. I cannot convey to you guys enough the importance of being with fellow believers, worshiping the Lord. It is so powerful. And girl, let me just tell you, you know, the way that we have gone these last few years with the convenience of church, I'm not knocking it. I understand that there are times that we need to, but you need to be plugged in. We need to get plugged in. And I'm speaking to myself on this one too. Because of my traveling lifestyle, I'm not always connected on the weekly, you know, to um, communities. Of course, I've got my community group, um, you know, that I lead the online group. I've got my membership group. And so there are touch points that I have with people. Um, you know, I've got my healthy and holy group. Shout out to all y'all. We're finishing here in week five. But there is nothing like, you know, being with, you know, a home group or a weekly church, you know, attendance. Um, or going to something like, you know, a Joyce Meyer retreat or equipped or something like that or conference. Um, but you do need to get plugged in because that is where there is that much more power in God's people, right? When you come together, you are a force. The enemy cannot penetrate as easily through the force of community and the body, if you will, of church, of a church and the church ultimately. All right. So number nine, Mama Joyce, she has a new book out, y'all, and she was given many plugs for that. And oddly enough, I can't, I think it's called How to Love 
difficult people. I can't remember, oddly enough, she, she mentioned it so many times, I kind of drowned it out. Um, but given the landscape over the last two years, it was so timely. But pretty much the gist of it was, in the summary, is how to love people who are hard to love. Right now, I want you to right now think of someone who is maybe difficult to love. You don't have to say it who it is, especially if you're driving in the car with that person, okay? But girl, I've got a few of my own in my own spheres of influence, okay? And let's be real, sometimes I'm that person, <laughs> okay? You too? All right, so here are, here's just a reminder to let go and let love lead. Now, we have to remember that there are four ways in which the Greeks describe love. We lump it all together, we love ice cream as much as we love our dog, as much as we love our husband or our children, right? We don't have a delineation between those um, four words, but we are called to the agape kind of love, you know, not love the emotion, but love the choice, you know, and how powerful it is for us to really step into that, to choose someone. And one of the things that resonated with me that she shared was often the people who are desperate for love are usually the ones who need it the most. Mm. Often the people who are desperate for love are usually the ones that are hardest to love and need it the most. So whether that's the checkout girl who's giving you a little bit of attitude, okay? Whether that's your kid coming home from school and having a bad day, whether that is the snarky, you know, colleague or, you know, family member who likes to get a dig in here and there. Girl, let's just go ahead. Let's love. Let's not let the passive aggressive self in us, you know, let's not let our Facebook friend, get our feathers ruffled. No, choose to love. All right, and finally here, sister friend, is number 10, Christine Kane. She has such a powerful story. If you don't know who she is, I would totally encourage you to go and check her story out. She has a wonderful ministry called um, A21. But she definitely shared a tough pill for me to swallow, okay? And she said, we don't serve a Vegas God. Now, we've all heard of, you know, the Santa Claus God. We've all heard of the genie God. I'd never heard this expression before, but it's pretty much the same thing. You know, we pretty pretty much want the God who will give us the jackpot, you know, with our every request. And with the touch of a button or a pull of a handle, you know, we are very quick to walk away when we are disappointed, when we don't hit the jackpot, when it doesn't come out, if you will, the way that we expect or that we hope or in the time that we hope or desire, and so when, ha- when that happens, so often we return to our safe place, which let's just be real, is not always safe and it's not always good. Okay, you've heard me share my story. You know, when I didn't get what I wanted from God, I was expecting before, you know, before I turned 40 to be married with kids and all the things, what did I do? I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and spite you, God, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to enter into a relationship with a married man because I was angry at God and I'll, I'll be really real, y'all. Sometimes I struggle with that. Just even recently, this past you know year, when I haven't been getting things the way that I wanted, I'm like, you know, what is this Christianity even all about? What does this mean? Now, thankfully, I've got a strong support system. Thankfully, it's good to come and question God, and He will reveal Himself to you. And be like, remember when? Or let me love you through this. He wants you to be real. He wants you to be vulnerable. He wants you to share how you really feel with Him. That's where true intimacy is created. We all know that in our other relationships. So why would it be any different with God? And so, again, we need to make sure that our safe place is him, that he is our refuge, just like it tells us in Psalm 91, that we're not seeking refuge in other external things. You know, now, while things might be comfortable, y'all, they're not always kingdom. 
okay? So again, whether that's choosing to love someone, whether that's going to the gym, you know, spending a little bit more time and energy on your own health, whatever that looks like, those things are uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable to go and do a CrossFit class, (laughs) okay? But let me just tell you, you are living longer. Hopefully, you know that you are putting forth effort to live longer and be a stronger warrior. So she also shared with us, and this was kind of the final mention, if you will, and we're going to finish with this today too, is, you know, Philippians 3, 13 through 14, you know, it reminds us that we are straining toward what lies ahead. And I don't know about y'all, but straining is never an easy thing. Like I envision like someone straining to pick up a weight with like the veins popping out of their neck, their eyes bulging out. Like we are straining, you know, which is the mere definition of it is, you know, an extreme effort. And so this is a delicate balance though, y'all, because we need to strain towards what is ahead. And remember, not to continue living in the past, not, con- not to continue looking back, but say, you know what? I see the goal. I see the finish line, which is eternity. And I'm going to strain and strive towards that. But here's the other thing that I mentioned. It's a delicate balance because we recognize too that we are called to rest. We are called to abide in God. It tells us in John um, 15, John 15, 15, I believe, you know, that as we abide in him, right? We will abide with one another. We will stand. We will walk in love as well. And so we need to make sure that we are grafted into the vine, that our ways are grafted and woven into his ways. And so we do our part. And then guess what? He shows up and does his. He sees our faithfulness and he meets us. In fact, he runs towards us with our faithfulness. When we take that one step, he's like, girl, that's exactly what I was calling you to. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. That's exactly where I need you. So sweet sister, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I am tempted to stay safe, to play small. And sometimes guess what? That means being stuck. And God doesn't want us any of those for us. He calls us to live and be a risk taker, right? He calls us to live large, John 10, 10. And he certainly doesn't want us stuck. He wants us going towards the goal, towards the prize in which he has called us for heavenward. So we need to go ahead and continue to press forward, to press on, to step out and to step up into the next and new level. All right, y'all. Those are some of my highlighted takeaways from this Joyce Meyer, Mama Joyce Meyer's conference this past weekend. I cannot encourage you enough to invest in your spiritual development. I've said it before. You will never, never regret it. You will always have a return when you invest in your spiritual development. When you put forth the effort, when you, and also the same thing is with your physical development. Also the same thing as your professional development. Anytime you invest in yourself, you are going to get something back if you choose to. All right, sweet sister friend, I pray that these bless you. If so, let me know which one. Was there one that really stuck out to you? Share this on social. I always love hearing about it. And guess what? That is a way for me to connect a face to a listener. All right. And of course, finally, don't forget to come and join us over in Free and Favored. That is our private online Facebook group and a way for us to get plugged in and connected on a more personal level, level, pardon me, besides just a listener. While I love you very much and I'm grateful for your listening, I also would love to get to know you. I guess I was going to say not in person. Yeah, I'd love to get to know you in person too. Come to the retreat and I'll give you a big fat hug. I won't kiss you on the lips or anything weird like that, Um, but you will definitely get lots of um, loving. All right, until we meet next time, sweet sister, keep on shining.